and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 299. On this episode, we've got some news. I'll talk a bit about visiting the sets of NBC's Chicago shows, and then we'll discuss recent episodes of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Jane the Virgin, The Grinder, Life in Pieces, and The Librarians, plus a brief reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 299. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. And I'm Ray. I point to myself every time I introduce myself. I'm like, and I'm Am- like, you guys can see me. And I'm Amory. If you, I mean, I, I look a mess right now. So thank God you can't see me. <laughs> um, thank God this is a podcast and not a vodcast. I was going to say, maybe we should do one of those live recordings. I'm wearing pajamas and my hair is askew. Anyway, that's hello, everybody. Hello, Ray. Hello, Jason. Hello from the other side. News. (laughs) And what should come as no surprise to anybody who's ever watched TV, ABC has canceled Wicked City. Like, really canceled it, like, pulled it from the schedule, yeah. like, stopped production. Versus trimming their order, it's canceled. Well, that's the thing, is is they they actually, for a show that was only going to be 10 episodes for, you know, the season, which, mm. a complete story in that 10 episodes, not only did they cancel it by, you know, and pulled it from the schedule, which, making it the official first cancellation of the season, but they were in the middle of doing episode eight mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and are shutting down production at the end of episode eight. So I was like, are they, that's how bad apparently it was doing. Yeah, it didn't, it they're was like, not we don't even, deep. we don't even yeah. need a completed storyline or I don't know if they're going to tack something on to the way they were. Yeah. You know, f- nope. And film it the eighth episode to be like a finale. So that it they actually were has not, a thing. but, <laughs> but that's, they just, are not. that's, that's pretty funny that uh, even with just a 10 episode series and something that started so late, I'm surprised that I thought it was like done. I didn't know they were still in the middle. I didn't of... realize it. Well, I did know that, but whatever. Um, they're not putting any kind of finale on it. It's just done. And then those last two episodes will never see the light of day. Well, the other six episodes will never see yeah, the light the, of day. So that, yeah, they're not. <laughs> so even if you were hoping you know, if you had been watching and you were hoping, oh, maybe they'll throw these on Saturday or put Let's them online real. or something, there's Nobody no point. <laughs> Nobody was watching it. Nobody's hoping that's going to happen. So. I'm sure there's somebody. There's there's mm-hmm. always somebody. Oh, that's true. Rebecca on Twitter, my friend who went into sweet things to make sure my picture was still hanging. She said today that she was watching it. And then Christina said to her, congratulations, you're the only one. So that was fun. Um, And then in other news, CBS has announced that the late show with Stephen Colbert will follow Super Bowl 50. And the later um, and after the local news that night, the late, late show with James Corden will air. I think it's a smart decision to not have a scripted show uh, that's not too impacted by ratings to go on after the Super Bowl. A, because then I don't really feel compelled to stay up and watch it. And um, B, then it doesn't if it starts at 11 o'clock, it doesn't really impact anything too negatively. Yeah, well, on the yeah for how late some of these games go and stuff like that. Yeah, putting on 
a late night TV show at the end of it is actually not a bad idea, especially East Coast wise, since it'll be that late anyways. Man, I will never forget when Alias got 20 million viewers for the first time ever, but it was after 11 o'clock, so it didn't count. Oh, phase one. I'll never forget it. But yeah, I think I think also given it's CBS anyway, they don't care that. Yeah, they don't need yeah. the boost from putting it after the Super Bowl. Why do they also everything else football? they have is doing pretty well? And yeah, they don't really. The, yeah, they don't need to give necessarily like a boost to a Limitless or or Supergirl or something like that as one of the the newer shows or mm-hmm. or try and boost something that's been on for a bit. Yeah. Uh, so. So that's that's our probably new- a. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. I mean, that is really technically, you know, it is their, a new show of theirs. So True. probably not a bad idea and would fit, like we said, being it's going to be late night anyways. ABC put out their midseason um, premiere dates. So that's cool. Um, Agent Carter's premiering in a, a little over a month, January 5th, which I'm excited for. So it's now time for Amory's Chicago Day Report. <laughs> yes, I made big promises on the last episode, Amory. So you better uh, bring it with some great stories. Well, it was actually a great weekend. So um, Chicago Day was just Monday the 9th. So I went in to hang out with Kurt for two days, and we listened to Adele for like 48 hours. And then um, we just watched TV together. But the whole thing was we got to set in Chicago at 7 a.m. on Monday the 9th. And basically it was like Comic-Con for, but it was like hardcore Comic-Con. They had like a red line, a red carpet press line and they had tables set up. We were at table two. Um, We were the best table. Uh, Actually, we weren't the best table. Kurt and I were the best things at the table, but there weren't great other people at our table, if you catch my drift. So it was very Comic-Con-like. So it was very Comic-Con-like. And then they just shuffled people at our table from like 7 a.m., well, I guess it started at like eight. We were there, we had breakfast, and then they started just bringing people to our tables from like eight o'clock to two p.m. So we talked to you know just about everybody. We didn't talk to Jason Begay or Al, um, Elias Cortez. We talked to um, just a bunch of people from PD, from Med, from Fire. It was very cool to see Jesse Spencer, um, and and because I love him and he loves us, and I got to meet all of our favorites. Steve McQueen was really nice. Steve McQueen was really nice. Um, they gave a scoop on the show. I mean, there's not much they can really say. It turns out we were there, which wasn't in any of the press releases I got, to talk about how they're doing a big three-episode crossover in January. It'll air the first week of January. Basically, uh, the story's going to start on fire, and then um, it'll go to med. Someone's going to get stabbed on fire, but they wouldn't tell us who. And then it'll go to med, and then the following night, PD will solve it. You know, like, we'll finish the story. Um and it was just really cool to hear them. I've met a lot of people, you know, in a decade of doing this. I've been in a lot of Comic-Cons. There was something about these casts, not just Med because the show's brand new, but there was something about the way that they all talked about their shows and the way they talked about their characters. They're just so excited about it. They love what they are doing with the show so much. They, it, they were infectious. And it just felt like they were really giving us answers versus like a list of things they had to talk about or a list of things they couldn't talk about. It was just a really cool, lots of really just conversations that we had. Um, so videos will start kind of shuffling out as we go. And Dick Wolf was there. And I just did not expect that partly because I think of Dick Wolf as like 
the name only. Like, yeah, these are Dick Wolf shows. And I think of him as like the producer of them. But every single person who was at the table and we talk, we have like, I think I have 20 videos from the day. Every single person mentioned how Dick Wolf is like, he is the head of these shows. They, he has ideas. They bounce ideas off of him. He's totally involved, um, which just kind of threw me because it didn't, I didn't think he would be. Um, but he's got his idea for the fourth show, which I clearly, obviously, is going to be Chicago Law. He wouldn't tell us what it was, but what else is it going to be? Like Chicago Sanitation Workers? I don't think so. And then, so after our interviews all day, like for five hours, we went to, I guess it was four hours, six hours. My math is off. Six hours. We went to um, see demonstrations of each of the shows. So the first thing we did, we went to, they took us to the PD set. Actually, we were in Casey's apartment. So the fire set, but it was a PD demonstration where we were all given uh, empty red solo cups. And I put on Twitter that I felt like I was making Miles proud because of how well I was acting with my fake beer. Um, I would have won an award. But so what they did was they set it up like we were all at a party and that they were going to serve a warrant. And like we had to listen to whatever they came in screaming, basically. And so it was so intense we were all just standing there having this party and then um patty fluger royce uh LaRoyce, what is his last name hawkins um just lee Sofer, and then their pd uh advisor brian loose like came in as characters yelling like chicago pd like with fake guns in their hands like they were and, and they were like yelling at me and kurt like like yelling at us to get out of the way get out of the way get everybody's hands up like it was like we were in a scene it was so intense and amazing. And so that was fun. They just kind of gave us an insight on, on like what Luce does and why the Chicago PD, like the actual Chicago PD really likes what they do because it's all really realistic. And so that was very cool. And then they shuttled us over. I got to go to the Molly set, which is very cool. I took a picture of Kurt tending bar at Molly's, which was awesome. And then we, they took us over to the Chicago med set and we got to watch them um, intubate. Or we got to watch them do a chest tube on a fake body. And then we got to watch them like sew up organs on a, they put like this fake body over somebody on a table so that when the person underneath this body breathed, it looked like the organs were breathing and like all the organs looked real. And we got to watch Nick Gelfus and Colin Donnell, who were the two new, like they're going to go head to head on med. Nick Gelfus is Will. He's been um, at, he's been on fire. He's been on PD. He's Jay's brother. So they and their doctor walked us through like surgeries and what they do and, and gloved up and all this stuff. And um, Colin like demonstrated how he does one hand stitches now with the sutures. Like he was suturing these fake organs. It was very cool. There was fake blood everywhere. It was awesome. And then our last um, demonstration of the day, they took us to, they took us outside and they set a car on fire and like did like an explosion in a car to show how they control the fire. It was so cool. It was really hot and we were really far away from it. So it was really awesome. And then we were done on set. And then as Kurt and I do, we got a little drunk at the party the next that night. MC Light was our DJ. Dick Wolf was at the party. The head of NBC was at the party. And I was doing tequila shots. And then I don't remember being in an Uber at 2 a.m. But we Ubered home. You'll be happy to hear. Neither of us drunk drove. And the next day... And the day after, and maybe the third day after that, I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> but it was totally worth it because we had a great time. We met a lot of really nice people. The cast were great. They were awesome people. 
Jason Begay's voice in real life is amazing. Like, it's the voice you hear out of point, but it's something kind of amazing to hear it in person. Oh, and then Graham Elliott was at the party, which was weird. But I guess because he's a Chicago-based chef, he was just there. But So that was my Chicago day. Have you had a chance to see Med yet? No one has. Not even the cast. But I'm going to watch it. Has anybody? I don't think anybody's gotten Med. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen it available or. But I mean, if you like, I've seen it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The secret Orlando day. (laughs) Yeah, I have not seen anything. But I I don't even know what we're gonna. They weren't sure if they were gonna show it. Like we weren't sure if that was part of the day because it was technically the Chicago Med premiere party. That's why we were there. Um, But they didn't show anything. We just got to meet them and hang out with them and become best friends. Like you do. Like I do. Seriously. So that was it. That was Chicago. I don't think it lived up to all the hype, but it was a lot of fun. And Kurt and I were up to no good, as we always are. So yeah. There was a ton of people there. I did not expect there to be that many people there. Rosie was there. Jim Halterman was there. Tons more people were there. <laughs> Gene, that's two. She has no hygiene. Jean Bentley was there. She's nice. I liked her. It was the first time I met her, so that was fun. And I want to shout out to Brian, um, our new NBC best friend. Anyway. All right. Well, sounds sounds like fun. And tomorrow as we record this, or the day after, or the day before, you could, the first day you could hear this is when it premieres, doesn't it? Med? Isn't it Tuesday? It's Tuesday the 17th. That is there you a have it. psych episode. What is it? Tuesday the 17th. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> It's their Friday the 13th episode the, at the camp. Anyway, oh, sorry. Oh, right, right, right. That's my favorite episode. Prime time. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, season one, episode five. Josh and I are good people. No, you're not. <laughs> she's not a good person. Um, Josh is fine, but she's you know not. I, this, I don't know. Something about this episode I, I think I liked more than I've liked recent episodes, and I don't really know what it is. Because I don't like her. Really? That little, kid was, that little kid was straight out of Pixar. She was a live action Pixar character, the snail girl. And I loved her. Do you like her, Ray? Is that what you're saying really, too? No. Oh. Okay. Really, as in this episode. Oh, okay. Liked- <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you made it this far, right? That you're on episode five. Of the right? Show. Yeah, I was going to say, because as of the... As of the last time we talked, we had only seen the first episode, and so now we've seen five. I struggle. You are not the only one, Amory. Greg is continually surprised when I <laughs> when I will talk about it <laughs> that I'm still watching because he's pretty close to not watching, and he was way more into it than I was originally. Um, I mm, I don't love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are parts of it that really make me laugh. Like, there are parts of it that I really like, and then there are a lot of parts of it that I don't like. And I can't figure out... I guess it's kind of like that mystery to me that I'm trying to figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you don't like? Well, I, I, don't, you... I don't know if it's what I... Yeah, like, I can't figure out... I can't quite grasp for my own purposes what it is that makes me not want to watch and what makes me want to watch. So right. it's like that internal struggle that... Is why I keep watching, I think. I don't know. Because um, now I have a lot of things on Monday night, so you think it, I would give it up, but I haven't. 
Because like I said, there are parts that really make me laugh, but then there are, are a lot of parts where I'm just like, ugh, this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although I guess this episode, this episode hit on it. Like she is a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not really so much that she's a, it's that there, there needs to be something there. And they often go like too far for me. That she's completely oblivious at times. Yeah, like that there's, and I can't figure out, I guess this is what I mean. I can't figure out if some of these things are intentional, like um, that they actually have a purpose to doing it this way and that, you know what I mean? Like there's going to be a payoff for it later or Mm -hmm. if it's intentional and there never intends to be a payoff, it's just intentional. Or if there is like, there's not that much intention behind it. And what I mean by that is like, I need a reason why she's so obsessed with Josh. I get that, you know, like he was just the last time she was happy and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I somewhat get that. And that's where I feel like, well, it feels kind of intentional that they seem to be saying that. And then they seem to be going out of their way to show us that there's no real reason. <laughs> right. Like there's nothing really redeeming to me about Josh. And I'm not saying like, I don't think anything, there's anything wrong with Josh either. Like, I think Josh is just kind of a, not very smart. Yeah. <laughs> not very motivated person. Like he's, you know what I mean? Like, but I don't think that he, there's actually anything inherently bad about it, which is actually kind of funny. Cause I think that the, the whole Josh and I are, are good people thing where it's supposed to be implying that Josh thinks he isn't good in this episode where I'm like, I don't really see anything about what Josh is saying. That's really bad. Um, because he at least acknowledges how he feels that he feels conflicted and whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas she's, like, actually doing things that are awful. Yeah. And I don't see that in Josh, you know what I mean? And yet I cannot understand why you would, like, like Josh over, say, Greg. Oh, my God, I love him. <laughs> right? Um, and I think Greg may be a lot of the reason I watch, because I like him. And I like that Greg actually does call her out on it, which is what makes oh, me yeah. feel like the show is it's intentional, right? Like, yeah. Except that then they go a little too far and you're just like, well, you're making her <laughs> like, I don't, I just need something where either she acknowledges it or I don't know. And maybe they can't, maybe that's the whole point. Like maybe it really is, maybe she really is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things I liked about, I think one of the reasons this episode maybe resonated more was because we did get Josh away from her and away from Greg and kind of get a little insight into him. With three Pete from Ground Floor, who I actually love that guy. And I thought that they had a great interaction. So it was nice to kind of see him not just fighting with his girlfriend or whatever, um, but also kind of see that he has a life aside from secret hanging out with Rachel, with Rebecca. But man, she is nuts. And she is nuts. She's just, I don't know. And the office stuff is like, sometimes they just go too far for me with the office stuff too. Like, I guess there's a little bit of the, I don't know if it's lack of realism that I'm saying, cause I understand that it's, there's a lot about the show that's not realistic. So <laughs> I realize yeah. how stupid it sounds to even like bring that up. And yet there are certain things about the office stuff where I'm just like, God, it's just like, it goes a little too far for me. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's hard to put your finger on it because I'm the same way. Like, I'm like, there's something just a little off. Right. And then there'll be songs that I think are hilarious. So then I'm like, well, 
is there is it something I'm just missing? What other so so there was the daughter song in this episode. What other songs were in this episode? I don't even know. I'm not really there, speaking was specifically there another of this song? episode. There was a song with her about Josh and I. Was it the Josh and I are good people or I don't know where she's singing in the in the bar because she's like singing to people in the bar, and that's not she's not a good person because she's gonna ten thousand dollars. Yeah, when she came back to to show him that she's a good person, there was a there was that number too where she's throwing people's fries around and right. walking on their tables and yeah, that's what I can remember. Dropping so dropping mics and I, drinks and yes, because the guy the the DJ is like this doesn't work now. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's those little moments in the songs that do make me laugh, like those little. And those are where I feel like it's intentional, right? Because, like, the yeah. people react to the things she says, like, the way you would expect, <laughs> the way we react to them, like, really? <laughs> so I think, I don't know. It's weird for me because I have this, I can't figure out what it is. Maybe it's because it's an hour-long show, and maybe if it were a half hour, I would, <laughs> there would be less time for me to <laughs> right. nitpick. Right. There would be, the shows would be tighter. I don't know what it is. Anyway, sorry. So I struggle with it. Like, I'm still watching, but it's a weird thing that I have with this show. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm in that sort of same spot. I mean, I was three episodes behind. I caught up over the weekend since I put the show on the list. It was like, gave me a reason to watch the episodes Mm -hmm. so, so that we'd be talking about them. And oddly enough, I'm not like a big musical person but I find a lot of the musical numbers to be really good. Mm-hmm. And so it's odd for the thing that I kind of like most about the show to be a thing that I'm not really into. It's <laughs> huh. sort of strange. I mean, unless she really is just like <laughs> completely uh, crazy or whatever, there always seems to be just like a little something off where she's good at everything else, but her personal life. And they tried to sort of explain some of it. Like when, uh, the guy's wife asks, asks her, like, what's her problem? And she just, like, says, you know, lack of parental love and, you know, goes through, like, this whole bunch of stuff. And she's like, well, I was not expecting it to go there. So they have these moments of some realization. Uh, and they had her at the end sort of realize what she was doing, where she was trying to get his approval for whatever reason. But it's in those moments where she goes completely, she's just completely oblivious for most of it as to how important this actually is. There's actually other real people involved here. Mm -hmm. Like the guy tells her, you know, this is a real family and stuff that you're dealing with over here. And she's just using it as an excuse to try and show that she really is a, a good Which, person or in whatever. doing so is showing that she's not a good person. Yeah. Well, and then, but then even with like the realizations and stuff like that, she still, or I, I can't even remember how it went in the episode, but then she gets like the text message from Josh and just shows up at the, at the, yeah. what is it? The bubble tea place or whatever. And, and so it's almost like it, it didn't really take or something. I don't know. It's, it's a weird, I can't figure, that's what I mean by, I just can't figure it out. Whether it's intentional by the show, whether they're just 
whether it's intentional, but they're just ignoring, whether they just don't, you know what I mean? Like, I just haven't quite figured out what they're doing with it there. Yeah. Um, If they want to show you that stuff, like, I guess there's a lot of showing and not telling if that's the thing they can't, like, I don't know. Um, like with her and being really smart and being really good at her job and whatever. And you're just like, how, how is she all of these things? And yet also not still yeah. like completely on this level at a different place. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know. So that's all right. crazy. Yeah. We don't really have, it's funny cause we don't really have opinions except that we know that we have opinions, <laughs> <laughs> but that is, that is the question, though. Are you still going to continue to to watch? And how long do you think you'll go with? I don't know. Like without the... without without finally coming to some realization as to what it is that either bothers you totally or or finding out this. about the show that uh, that it becomes probably the first hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> like you'll make it. If I, if I had to garner a guess, I would say that the first time it's not on for several weeks and I get out of the habit of watching it, it'll be pretty easy for me to stop watching it. <laughs> Is that what I guess? Now I don't know that for a fact because there's obviously something that keeps me watching each week. I mean, I think some of it is that it's not a heavy show. Mm hmm. So, like, sometimes I give up a show because it's a heavy show and I get behind on it and I just get to the point where I'm just like, oh, to watch this, there's so much investment on my part. And I don't just mean, like, the hour to watch it. It's the really paying attention and whatever. And this show, I don't feel that. So it's really easy for me to get caught up on it because I'm like, oh, I can't. And I don't even mind if I fast forward through a scene I don't like. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I mean, I haven't done that yet, but um, I wouldn't. I would do it if I needed to. So. Like, for me, it stays on the schedule because of that, I think. Whereas other shows sense. have fallen off because I'm just like, oh, this is, this is a heavy show and I don't – or it's like – and I don't mean heavy, like, drama-wise. I mean, like, there's a, there's a long story that's going on that I can't keep up that I can't walk out of the room and walk back in and understand what's yeah. going on. Um, those kind of things. So, And I think that's partly why this show has kind of just stayed on my radar. And I'm just puzzled by it, I guess. So I guess it's that's part of it. But I do think that the first time there's a, a long break and I get out of the habit of watching it, it, I mean, I know that my DVR will record it, but it'll be one of those things where the next time it comes on, I'll just be like, oh, that show. I'm, I'm going to delete it. Yeah. So, you, so we'll see. You might make it into December, but but not likely January. Um, it December. Real. Guys. I don't know that the show's going to make it into January. <laughs> Not even a million people are watching it on a weekly basis. Yeah, it depends on how much the CW is. Uh... Yes. If, so I would that's... like it if they put the 100 right here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it would be an e- I'm already putting. I'm already watching in this time slot, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's, anyway. the, that's the other thing that's always it is interesting with the CW is so many of their shows are Warner Brothers. That when you have a show like this that's actually CBS, it's like, do they keep doing it because they want to have something, yeah, on the network that's from the other, you know, from the other production company or on the other side? Hello from the other side, Jason. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even say the other side. I stopped short. I know. Still... <laughs> I knew where you were going. Um, but anyway, all she we'll needs see. is the very yeah. beginning of the words, just the just the sound of it coming out, and yep. then she starts. Yep. 
Correct. So that's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Because I'm done talking about it. Um, Jane the Virgin, Season 2, Episode 5, Chapter 27. Here's a show that I might stop watching. What? I just... (laughs) I don't know. I don't feel connected to anything in the show. I don't love it. I actually do understand that. I still love the show, but I do understand what you're saying there. Like, I'm a little... I still don't feel great about Petra's pregnancy. I mean, I know it's in the vein of the telenovela, so I, you know what I mean? I guess I understand why they went there, but I don't know. I don't, I am still torn. I guess now that she's made a decision, I don't really like her decision. <laughs> but her decision kind of upended itself at the end of this episode because... Yeah, yeah ultimately her, her decision ended reason. up being neither. Yeah, but... It wasn't for good enough reasons that she won't go back to that decision. True. Like True. It was mostly because of her reaction in the moment, because I'm not sure it's fair to blame him for what happened. Like, her comment there isn't quite right. Like He did start it. I know, he did start it. I meant more the the getting hurt, whatever. Like, she could have moved the baby out of the way. Come well, on. she did yeah. move the baby out of the way. I mean, he was holding... He was holding the... Whatever the car seat oh, thing, baby? Okay. Well, whatever the the thing is called that the baby was in, but he was holding it when Michael came in and pushed him, and All right, I'll she give you that. she grabbed the baby away, and then you know the baby ended up getting hurt in the fight when the glass broke. It really was sort of kind of a startling thing that he had like no realization as to what the situation was but also for her to say that she has to put mateo first like she didn't not put mateo first like that that i think is where they're jumping because just because michael came in and caused a scene like that doesn't mean jane was a bad mother right i don't know i don't know either um i did like the two old i liked uh zoe and and alba getting high that was fun even though that was one of those things where you knew exactly where it was going as soon as the oh, guy yeah. handed her the chocolate bar. Absolutely. I think that might be my problem here with season two. <laughs> is they haven't quite... Um, well, I just mean, like, they haven't quite nailed down a story that is as interesting or as unpredictable, if that's mm-hmm. the right way to say mm-hmm. it. No, I get it. As, as season one, like, I mean, I still, like I said, I still love the show and I love, like, I like love what the narrator does. I really liked how in this episode he was like, this is too much for me. And it went to the, <laughs> to be continued. Yeah. Like the narrator is what saves the show for me every week. <laughs> Gotta love it when the narration saves the show. <laughs> yeah. I actually well, I liked mean. Britney Spears. I, I was concerned, but I thought she did much better than I thought she would. Sure. She's still... I mean, she's still... For somebody who's a performer, she's weirdly fake, man. Yeah. But it almost sort of worked within this for some reason, I guess. No, no, it worked. I wasn't... I just mean, like, it's a weird thing when I see it, and I'm just like, God. Yeah. Like, she's a performer. I would just... I mean, I guess it's just because they don't do acting, so... Um, Right. But anyway, Uh, like, their timing, I think, is where, where it really falls apart for me when it's asking a pop star to come in and do something like Kesha, which is weird. But yeah, I think I don't love, I'd like Brett Dyer. I just don't like Michael. 
Well, they made him unlikable originally, which is weird. Like, not that they made him unlikable, but there were plenty of reasons to not root for him in season one. Right. So it's a little weird for me for the backtracking to suddenly be a great guy. When Raphael says, he's not a good guy, (laughs) and he totally has it out for me, he's right. Yeah, he's not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. But it's easy to forget that because they've done a lot of, like, not focusing on that they've done a lot of focusing on him like giving um good advice and whatever you know what i mean yeah so it's kind of weird how i just can't figure out what the show itself is if they're just trying to make the decision harder if that's why i don't know i mean i guess i preferred if it's between two good choices if that's the right way to say it yeah maybe i just don't like either of the choices really (laughs) i don't know yeah i'm with you so we'll see what happens. I mean, you're right. I'm watching, but you're right. Maybe that is what I'm having trouble connecting to because I'm not really latching on to a specific story or they're not really giving me a full, like something to really, really. Like Petra's is really the only story besides the baby. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it can't be about the baby. I've just, I, last year they had a whole bunch of different stories happening. So it's a little odd for me that. I'm with you. Not that they don't still have things happening, but I could care less about San Rostro and I don't know. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. There's I was only an episode behind this time, but I was previously a few episodes behind and caught up with it. But this one was more of a show different than Crazy Ex Girlfriend, where that one there's something that, you know, it was new and I was still sort of checking it out and trying to figure out whether I actually like it or don't like we were talking about. And this one, it gets backed up because, like you were talking about, Ray, it's a show that you have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if I'm not, you know, if I'm in the mood to just sort of veg out or, you know, just yeah, uh, whatever, I, I'm i not in the mood to, like, watch something where I have to pay attention to everything that's going on. But I'm still enjoying the show when I do watch it. But I think you're right. It, there is... I don't know, I guess it feel like there were some bigger storylines going on last season. Well, just every, like, every, it felt like almost every other episode, something new, like, some new crazy twist was happening, and we're not, not that. And that's, well, that's another thing, though, that's all, that's continually harder and harder to do. Oh, no, I agree, but it also feels like they went the exact opposite, where, like, we just have no. <laughs> there's yeah. no, there's no there's... Like, you didn't figure out a real story other than them dealing with her and the baby, and then Petra being pregnant. Right. So, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe that's a, maybe they are following the formula of some kind, you know, like, telenovelas, and I just don't watch enough of them to, I don't know. I'm with you, though. So that's Jane the Virgin. We'll keep watching and see what happens. The Grinder. Season one, episode six. Dedicating this one to the crew. God, I loved this episode. The way Fred Savage came out of the wings <laughs> to deliver that he knew that they had been made, you know, they made an arrangement. Plus, anything Michael Showalter is in, truly, I love that guy. I think he's genius. He's the, he was the, te- the theater teacher. I love him. I just loved this episode. I loved them all kind of, you know, getting together to get this kid a role that maybe he didn't deserve. But then he did because his acting was, I guess, really good. I don't know. I just loved it. I don't know what it was. I I also love the continual 
how he thinks that Natalie Morales's character like loves him and that they're in a, some kind of relationship. Are you okay with this? Are you gonna be okay like, with this? I really am. Like I really am. I just everybody plays so well off of each other. I think it's a great it's this and the next show we're gonna talk about are two of the highlights of this otherwise very dreary fall season. What did you guys think of this episode? Well, I liked I liked the whole bit of the the different relationships with the father and son. Mm-hmm. of each son put your arm around him <laughs> but also yeah and then he does and then he thanks dean for, yes instead of, he's like at the end he's like it's my arm like what? yeah i just love exasperated fred savage i think that's what i love but i think it was interesting they showed kind of how they ended up you know where they went with things where for whatever reason the father was always like telling dean to go big yeah and then telling him to, you know, ah, you probably don't want to do that or whatever. And that he was not doing it the exact same way, but was sort of doing the same thing to his son. And his wife is like, isn't it? You know, like, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it the same? And so his, you know, his realization there and, you know, the the whole family dynamic, I think, is is funny. And. And the continuation of Dean sort of being oblivious to what real, like what real life is like and, mm-hmm. and equating everything to an episode of the grinder. <laughs> I find all that stuff really funny, you know, as a TV fan and stuff like that. Uh, with this episode being sort of the first one, I guess, that the new showrunner Oh, was it? I didn't even notice a difference. I, well, not that there was. I not that I really noticed a difference, but it was. They were in the. Uh, from what I understand, is they were in the middle of production or starting production on episode six when he fully took over as the new showrunner. Mm. And so, while I've been liking the show, it's from this point on where I'm interested to see: does the show change? Mm-hmm. Is the show that I've been liking become a different show, or? Were they creating the show that they wanted to, but there was too much strife between the creator and the showrunner to actually get the show created this way or something? And now they'll be able to continue on with what they're doing without that? Or, you know, like what... So I'm interested to see, like, the next handful of episodes to see if there is a change or if they've actually, you know, continuing that same direction. must have liked him enough in the, at the network, though. Mm-hmm. Since before even airing any of it with the new, um, whatchamacallit, they renewed it for a full season. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, maybe there won't be much of a change. Maybe they were, they actually had the the idea, but it was like, maybe the person that was running the show at the time was the one that was trying to divert from what they were, what they are actually doing or maybe. something. I don't know what, they never really say, you know, it's always the creative differences or whatever, <laughs> Yeah. As as to why. So I'm interested to see if it does if there is any type of change going forward because I have been enjoying the show. And so it's like I don't I mean, it'd be fine if it continues to get better or whatever, but I don't really want it to change and become something else. So I just really it's just a really nice surprise for me. Rob Lowe's doing that Rob Lowe thing he's been doing for the past couple of years. And I just really enjoy it. 
I love it. I'm glad that Mary Elizabeth Ellis Day has a good role in this too. Like she's very supportive, but also not. I think that their relationship is very realistic in that she's always like, she doesn't always support her husband, which I love. I don't know. I just love it. We don't really have much more to say beyond we're all still really enjoying it. I feel like. Um, so I'm moving on. I lost my email again. <laughs> what was that about? Just I'm, I'm going to just minimize it. <laughs> I know. I, I keep minimizing everything else around it and then it's gone. Is everybody still here? Yes. What's all, yes. That, what's all that rumbling that I'm hearing? Sorry, my earpiece fell out. Rafe. Speaking of shows that I'm loving this season, Life in Pieces, Season 1, Episode 7, Nanny Tent Earrings Cheeto. Man, I wish I had a Cheeto joke to play on us. Oh, my God. That's our (laughs) Cheeto. Yes. I love that Colin Hanks, his eye was damaged by Cheeto off screen, yet in the one scene, he has an eye patch on, which I think is just this little moment that's so genius. This is a pilot I didn't love. I've said it a million times. But as I watched it and as I watch each episode and as this cast gets better and better and better together, like, I don't want to imagine a world where this show doesn't exist. I still think my problem, and I didn't really have a problem with the pilot, but I think my disappointment with the pilot comes from, and I know this may be different for you, Amory, because you probably didn't have this problem. But I watched like 15,000 trailers that give away like all of the oh, yeah. parts of the pilot That's exactly then by the time I watched it I was just like okay well I've seen like nothing's yep. good here anymore because I've seen all the punchlines exactly that's exactly the problem I had and then when I finally like the second episode where we didn't have any real promo for it it was they had already gelled I think in a way that I was not expecting and god Colin Hanks and Zoe Lister Jones are amazing together when she, he's like, I can't, uh, what did he say about being in high school? She, I didn't ask for this face. And she's like, I didn't either. <laughs> it's just a little moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the whole, I mean, there's always something in each one, usually like in that one in the nanny segment with, he was like, you saw she was hitting on me, right? And yeah, yeah. trying yeah. to tell her like what she saw. And then, and then they hire uh, the, the one that they end up hiring, and then as she's hugging her, she's like <laughs> blowing kisses and winking at him. Yes. You know, so they always they they sort of always end with like a good, you know, some sort of a punchline usually or something that's uh, that's pretty funny, and I think they probably are my favorite part of the show. Yeah. Anything that those two are in, uh, I think I think Zoe Lister Jones is is great her reactions yeah. to things and the way she, she says things like in the, in the earrings one where she finds out about like the stormtrooper outfit and, and these, yeah. these other things. And then their little conversation on the couch where they're, you know, talking just that, that relationship and that whole thing was, was great. What I was concerned about was that um, the episodes like, because the first couple episodes were, like, the families. Like, it was Tom Sadowski and, and his girlfriend. And it was Colin Hanks. And it was the mom and dad. And it was Betsy Brandt. But I like that as episodes are going now, like, the 10th episode was all three of the guys. And, like, they're they're going to have little vignettes that are all of them. Because they're all so good when they do the big scenes together. That I love these little, like, separate scenes. 
I think that they're, I actually paid attention for, I don't know why I just noticed it this time. The, to the thing on the screen for the opening where they say one big family, four little stories, four short uh-huh. stories. Yeah. So I think they will always do. I mean, I agree with you. I'm glad that the short stories now are starting to be even more a combo of not just a short story about a specific family member. Yeah. Um, and then they always have one running theme in the background that is the big family part of it. Yeah. Um, so I like, I really actually paid attention to how they set it up, how they structured it this time, because I um, noted that tagline on there this time. So I was like, oh, they really do set it up every episode like that. So like they have that, they have the four short ones that are yeah. a combination of people. And then they have that one overall running one that is about the whole family. Yeah. And I love it. I just do. I just do. I love it. Yeah. I think that the other interesting thing about it is, is there create they only have to create like these little short you know like these really compact storylines and you know why they are telling a bigger story you're just getting these little these little clips uh, and i guess it's starting to bother me less when something like happens in one and you don't know, there it seems like there might be or should be maybe a mention of it again that we're not seeing, you know, everything that's happening in these people's lives. We're just seeing these little, these little bits. And I think where they concentrate on just these little stories, instead of trying to create one big story that incorporates everybody, they do a pretty good job where there's usually something funny in each bit. Like very seldom Mm -hmm. is there like a whole thing, you know, a, a whole small story where there's not something that's funny that happens. And so I'm really enjoying it on that part in that, it's a comedy and I'm finding stuff funny throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this one, I think the, the whole Cheeto prank war was, <laughs> yeah. was great. And Cheeto was a horrible, a horrifying doll. <laughs> and of course uh, the, the littlest child just opens up and is like, Oh, Hey Cheeto. <laughs> just grabs some grapes <laughs> out, of the, yep. out of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot that. about the fridge one. <laughs> Everybody else is like freaking out and she's just like, oh, hey, Cheeto. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. I want everybody to be watching it. Plus, I think it provides a really good lead in to Mom, my other favorite show on right now. So, yay. And with that, we move to The Librarians, season two, episode four, and the cost of education. I love this show for the record. I mean, I love the show too, but I don't like. I don't know what? that I, I. I don't even know how to explain it, but I feel like their characters are different every week. Like if it serves the per, if it serves the story for Cassandra to be like super dumb and like really naive or something in one episode, then that's how I don't know. It just I don't think there's a consistent through line of these characters, and I also just don't believe Christian Kane is a genius. Beautiful man. I every time he reminds us that he's a genius, I don't remember. Oh, I have no problem with that. <laughs> and I don't really see I guess I don't really see what it is you're seeing about Cassandra that's changing. <laughs> I don't really know how to say Yeah, it. I don't know. I think I like that in each episode they kind of focus on one of them and you end up getting more backstory of them or filling out their characters more. You know, like we got the the Stone and his father episode, and and then this episode was more Cassandra, 
and her seeing somebody else that was similar to her and, you know, the college lifestyle and things like that that she never got. And I I, I like that they keep adding in more story for each of these sure. these characters while still just having just tons of goofy fun. With. Um, Ray, what were you saying, though? About what? Because you were like, <laughs> well, I don't agree with that. I don't have a problem with that, but I feel like you did have a problem with something else or you had something else to add. No, no, I was I was okay. still struggling with trying to understand where you were seeing it with Cassandra I because I actually felt like we saw growth here with her. Like I liked that um, that Cassandra stood up to um, Baird and said, um, like, I'm the librarian. I make this decision. Yeah. <laughs> Which I liked that because I do feel like for a long time, you know, she was the it was kind of like the teacher with the not the teacher with the kids, because that's not even how it's not like she was teaching them. Right. But she's like the nanny with the kids, like kind of corralling them and keeping them on track and whatever. And I like that we're seeing growth here in that, which I would expect to see after they had been off on their own with Cassandra saying, no, I make this decision because this is why I'm a librarian. Like I, that's the decision I'm supposed to make. And then, which was followed up by you need to stay behind because you make this hard decision because this one is your, like that is, yeah. I don't know. I liked that I that know. actually showed some growth and changing where I wasn't really kind of expecting it yet with the show. I mean, I, these shows on TNT, they don't change um, that much anyway. Right. Um, just by, it's kind of like a USA thing. It's the same <laughs> concept. Like they, they have a certain, you know what I mean? They have a formula that they stick to, but in general, I just, I just find these shows fun. So I don't really need, <laughs> I don't need that too much. I just am enjoying the fun parts of the show it's funny to me because i ezekiel like as much as i have a problem with people do american accents poorly like i'm pretty sure that's his real accent and i can't stand it but anyway (laughs) but i still really enjoy the show (laughs) i still do really enjoy the show i just don't know uh just Weird accents and weird mouths keeping it's true. Amory out of enjoying shows. You know who's a great accent? Eamon Walker in real life. He's from London. He's co- Chief Bowden on Fire, Chicago Fire. Oh, my God. I could listen to him talk to me forever. Maybe it's that I think that I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is because I enjoy it. I watch the show. It's one of those shows where I put on and don't really need to pay attention to. Maybe Rebecca Romaine's like trying too hard. I don't know. I don't know. Like, she's so earnest, and I feel like that's weird, and I don't know how to explain it. Anyway. I feel like that fits with the show. Yeah. Maybe. I guess it doesn't. Maybe I'm just watching the show incorrectly. But you, there's no way to watch a show incorrectly, Amory. <laughs> but if there uh, but was, with her. but if you've there was, Amory could figure it out. You've had a problem with her since the beginning, right? No? I've had a problem with her since she was an actor. Right. So, like, <laughs> that's my point. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure you're you're coming from that from a completely unbiased um, viewpoint. So, <laughs> while I appreciate. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, anyway, I look forward to next week because, well, I think everybody knows why. I don't want to say I, it because I realized too late that it may be spoiling. Don't know why. Okay. 
Was there promos? There was promos. There wasn't promos at the end of my episode. Like, mine cut off. So, I don't care about spoiling. If you want to spoil me, oh, you can okay. cut it out if you need to, Jason. Oh, but I'd like to no, hear. It's just because Noah Wiley's back. Oh, I love Noah Wiley. See, there's a... He's over the top in his earnestness. Um, but I still love him. <laughs> See, but that, that's where I think they both match. Like... It feels very much in the vein of the show because of that. Yeah. Which maybe I just have accepted that that's where these, this show, these movies, they all came from that same place. Like they all feel the same way. I never watched the movies. So maybe that's my problem. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I think that's your problem, but. (laughs) I didn't see it that way. I like Christian Kane very much. I don't really know what else to add. Don't add anything. I feel like I was going to say something else, but I forget what it is. So talk amongst yourself while I think about that. Yeah, I don't know. It just It's just a fun show that knows it's fun. And I just, uh, I, I like the, you know, I like following them along on these, you know, goofy adventures that they That's go on. That's Rice What? The Lady Under the Water. That's what I was going to talk about. Yeah. I don't understand what happened there. The ladies. Who are these people? The, Who are the lake people? The Why do they the like lake. Cassandra so much? Well, they're from like the Sword in the Stone, from um, not Sword in the Stone, but like King Arthur and stuff. King Arthur time, yeah. The Lady of the Lake is like it's magic. <laughs> That's where the sword originally came from. It came from the lake. Okay, the Lancelot sword. Um, I think it's just supposed to be that they are magic. I don't know how to explain. I don't know. Like that it would obviously she chose not to go with them, but now I don't know if she went with them if that would solve her her lane issue. Yeah, because I would assume that they would be making her immortal. I don't know if immortal is the right word for it, but you know what I mean? They would make me making yeah. her more along the lines of um what's his name in the library? Why can't I think of his name? Jenkins. Yes, thank you. Um, I could think of his act, the actor, but I couldn't think of his name. Um, so I don't know if it would have, you know what I mean? Like solved those. Cause that's actually where I was like, Hmm, is that where they're going with this storyline that we're going to come back around to this way? Is this going to be the only way to save her at some point? Um, anyway, so I don't really know Amory. I don't think we know, no, except that we know kind of basically what their context is in fiction or whatever. Okay. So it's not like we. Yeah, I thought about that too. Is that could have, you know, is that something that it could actually solve, you know, her health problem? Although, if that gets solved, does she lose her ability to, right, to be able to do stuff? But I like that they gave, you know, in this episode that where it shows growth on her part. I liked at the end, you know, where she tells Jenkins, you know, but uh, I did choose to stay. Like, you know, that's sort of a big. Deal. So I thought they gave her a, uh, a uh, you know a lot of growth in this episode. So as long as that sticks, and she doesn't sort of fade into the background mm-hmm. you know, in in upcoming episodes, uh, then I think that'll be good. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's my take on librarians. So that's prime time. Yeah, a Reality. lot of uh, a lot of shows that <laughs> that in different ways we're all not quite sure of 
I mean, at least yes. the, at least the hour long ones. I'm a hundred percent sure of the grinder and license pieces. <laughs> in that they're my favorite things right now. Of the hour long shows we talked about. Uh, oh, okay. Amory's in that. Not quite sure. <laughs> yep. Category on all of them. So. Yes, reality. Survivor once again proved why it's still on the air. There, I've never seen such an ex. Thirty seasons, thirty-one seasons. They every week there's a blindside, and sure, at this point you kind of expect the blindside, so it's not quite a blindside. But this one was just so out of. I had no idea. I had no idea it was coming. They had no idea it was coming. It was so exciting. And it keeps it fresh. And then you get to the Amazing Race where there's a team that's like seven days ahead of everybody else and is clearly going to win. And it's just like, come on, the Amazing Race. Stop being so bad. Can I just say something? Sure. About the Amazing Race. Because I actually... I would, for, I don't, I I would never prevent thing. you from saying something. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out that the having them book their flights online takes a lot like. Part of the drama of the flight booking is the who can get to the airport first, who can get the flight, who can figure it out by talking to the right people. Yeah. So while I understand it to some degree, and I certainly understand that you're advertising. Right, right. Oh, did you watch? Are you watching the season or did you just watch the I'm not watching the season, but I was at my mom's, so I happened to see this episode. Because they did the Travelocity Uh, this week. That's They had to use it. And And I was just like, to purchase. Yeah. It's a little weird, and I thought it was funny because I had just seen somebody online um, who was commenting on the people that they chose for next, the next yeah. season, the whatever, media, which are all social whatever. media, and was saying, it was Diane Gordon, who was saying something about she hopes that the Amazing Race actually embraces their social media part of it and lets them do stuff social media-wise, and I'm like, mm, again, I feel like this would take... <laughs> Like yeah. part of the concept of the amazing race is that they have to use their wits and things and like giving them the phone and letting them do those things takes away from it. And will absolutely sure. just like it did here in the episode with when you're searching for planes, like those people who are out in front, they never even like the other people never even see them at all because yeah. there's just no way for them to catch up with them. There's exactly. no nothing that gives them a, a, a chance to ever you know what I mean? And there's not even, even like close. producer bunching like we see in other seasons. Right. So I was just like, okay, it's just a little weird to me. Like, I mean, I got that it was clearly, they're not completely switching to this way of booking flights, but right. it was still one of those moments where when I was watching, I'm like, this right here would prove to me why you shouldn't do this because unless you're going to build in some way that you, you know what I mean, that makes it more difficult, yeah. then, then this takes out a lot of the drama of what you're seeing I mean, yeah. not just the drama. You takes on a lot of the what people can do to help even the field. Right. Anyway, sorry. That was it. So, I have, I'm not watching, but I have to. But watch you happen to watch, so that that is fair. Um, as far as MasterChef goes, I still love Gordon on MasterChef Junior, and um, I like Graham, and I still can't stand Christina, and that's that. I mean, the kids are adorable. And I don't ever want any of them to go home because they're so stinking cute that I'm like, don't go home. It'll make me cry. And then they go home and I do cry. Speaking of crying, this week's America's Next Top Model made me cry because I am a sucker for a family visit. Any episode of reality TV where they've been separated from their family for a while, as soon as that family member steps onto the scene, it's like, ah, 
that. I'm just like crying. Um, so this week, all their mothers came to visit, and it was really sweet. And I really want Niall to win. Hardcore man, man is beautiful. I think that's it for me for reality. Oh, Project Runway Juniors. I forget how it ended, but I thought Hannah Davis was a very capable host. I think Kelly Osbourne has too much to say. I think Christian Siriano was great. I think Tim Gunn has still not learned how to have any kind of relax. Like, he, he's not relaxed on TV. It's so uncomfortable. And that's about it. That's that with that. Oh, and I would just like to comment that I think Ashley won because she made a plus-size line, not because her plus-size line was a nice line. The clothes in her line were hideous. Plus-size or not, if they were on normal-size ladies versus plus-size ladies, they still would have looked ugly. I think the line was terrible, and she won for politics. There you have it. Reality. TV recommendations. My recommendation is Chicago Med premiering October 17th on NBC. Because I think Nick Gilfus is the most beautiful man alive. And also, the show looks good. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a side factor. That's a side factor. And the only way you can see him is in the show, so... Not true. You'll be able to see him on Chicago Fire and Chicago PD throughout the season. Yes, as they all, as it's just one giant show, really. I mean, I think it's, listen, I've said it a million times. I'll say it a million more times. The fact that these guys are friends and like on the show, like people from Fire are friends with people in PD. Just because they're two separate shows doesn't mean they can't mingle at the bar. And I think that in real life, if a fireman was friendly with a policeman, they would meet at the bar after work. (laughs) And I just think that it's, I think they handle it really deftly and they all shoot right on the same set. So why not? Why not? Right? Sure. That's my recommendation. I, I say why not as well. Yes. What do y'all got? What do you got for me? Well, my recommendation is Marvel's Jessica Jones, which premieres this Friday. Previously, I've recommended The Man in the High Castle because I really liked the first couple episodes of that and so that looks really good as well. Uh, but I've now seen the first seven episodes of Jessica Jones, and it's fantastic. And so just lots of great TV on dropping on the 20th. So plenty to do that weekend and thanks and the week of Thanksgiving. You know, besides seeing your family and friends. Well, you know, if you don't like them, you can watch some TV. I do that on a lot of holidays. I just leave. I'm like, all right, bye. I got to go watch TV. Ray, do you have a recommendation? I do not. (laughs) I don't really mean it that way, but I mean, like, I don't have any. (laughs) I guess I do mean it that way. (laughs) I don't mean it like that, but I do mean it like that. I mean, I don't mean it like, I don't think there's anything worth recommending. recommending, Right. Right. You just mean you don't have like. You know what I'm watching? Because we've already been over it. So. Yeah, the five shows we just talked about. I'm watching more than that. Okay. Hey, you saw my full list. Hey, I did. I'm, I'm just I mean, making fun of you. it's nothing compared to your guys' Right, list, it would not but... be a podcast with the two of us without you and I making fun of each other for something. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> okay, we got that check. We can check that off the box. Check. <laughs> we, we, and we giggled like she was a gummy bear on Disney's <laughs> Gummy bears. Um, gummy bears. Anyway, I'm going crazy. Short trip. Maybe I'm not as recovered. It's very true. Maybe I'm not as recovered from Chicago as I thought I was. You guys, I was so drunk. But 
You'll be proud of how well I handled myself in this drunken situation. Anyway. <laughs> Meaning I didn't throw up, period. But I didn't throw up in front of any famous people. <laughs> well, that's good. True. <laughs> I mean, you don't remember how you got into the Uber, so I'm not entirely right. certain you remember how the evening ended, but okay. <laughs> the evening did not, I will say this, the evening ended with PR people less than actor people, so... I would have felt better throwing up in front of them. Shout out to Brian. (laughs) Oh, that's about it. Not Brian. His name was Ben. Why do I keep calling him Brian? Shout out to Ben. See, I'm still recovering. I don't even remember people's names. Oh, my God. Anyway, I have to go feed my dog. Oh, I got to read the outro. Hold, please. (laughs) You can can find links to our recommendations and news stories we talked about in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 299. Next week, Jason will be joined by recent birthday boy Ivy West of the birthday boy. That sounds like he's eight. (laughs) Ivy West of the Blockbuster podcast and Troy Heinrichs of the Blacklist Exposed podcast. And that, folks, is all she wrote. I got to watch last week's Gotham before Glenn gets here so that we can watch this week's Gotham together. Okie dokie then. I gotta oh. not watch Gotham at all. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hurry. I gotta hurry on out and not watch Gotham. Yeah. That's right. not one of your mini Monday shows, huh, Ray? It is not one of my Monday shows. My Monday. I don't know if I said many. I just had. A, I have a few. Like I have several that I would watch on Monday. So, what is the order? Double? What is it? Is a couple, a few, several, many? Like what is the <laughs> ranking? Have a, anyway, well, anyway, there's more than two, so it's got to be a few, right? Well, there's, there's more less... than three, which is what I would I usually That'd think be... of as a few. All right, so then maybe three is several. No, four would be several, but I have more than then I have several, but I don't have as many as you guys, so I don't know <laughs> I how have you several, What's... but I don't have many, but I also don't have a few. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! You're killing me! You're killing me! Four. I have four. I feel like something's not here. Oh, no, I stopped watching Supergirl last week. I have four. So I had five, but now I only have four. <laughs> so what is that? A few five plus one? That would one be a few. I would four. say that's still a few. Okay, then a few. I have a few Monday shows. <laughs> a few it is. All right. On that note, everybody Go watch have a Gotham. Happy Thanksgiving. That was uh, not Ray's recommendation. That was just telling Amory to go yeah. watch Gotham. Correct. Right. All right. Bye. 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 Anyway. Anyway. I'm ready to go. Okay. No, I'm not. Hold, please. (laughs) I didn't lose the email again, for those of you wondering. I uh... I thought you did. But I did. Um... (laughs) How does this happen to me every time? Oh, there it is. Okay. All right. Hello, and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 299. On this episode, we've got some news. Uh, I'll talk a bit about visiting the sets of NBC's Chicago shows, and then we'll discuss more recent episodes. Nope. We'll discuss... I'm going to start over. Because I didn't need to add the word more in there. (laughs) (laughs) They're more recent episodes? They're more recent than Chicago. (laughs) Hello, welcome to TV Times 3, episode 299.